from MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilts Couture, information technology expert at New Core Steel Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we'll talk about shopping for tech gifts. If your child or spouse wants the new smartwatch, do you have to get the latest edition? When you buy a new tech item, do you need to buy insurance for it too? What tech items are you considering buying for the holidays? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you need some help. That's 877-672-7464, or you can email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're going to be talking about shopping for tech gifts. Maybe your child or spouse wants the new smartwatch. You're wondering that you have to get the latest edition. You can give us a call if you have any questions about how to shop for tech gifts, or if you already have that in mind, give us a call. Also, when you buy a new tech item, do you need to buy insurance for it too? Uh, 877-MPB-RING is the number to join the conversation. 877-672-7464, or you can email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Wilson Jeremy. How are you guys today? Yeah, wonderful. How are you doing this fine, chilly morning? Yes, uh, it is chilly. I'm doing pretty good. I um, finally updated my iPhone. I was... Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> what do you, you say? Fin- oh, you finally took the plunge. How are you liking it? I mean, it's fine. There are some small changes, but... Uh, How long have you been swiping your screen? Well, you know, every time I, you turn it on, I use my thumbprint, and so okay. yeah, when I put the thumbprint and then I hit the home button, I'm cool. But so you like it better, actually? Yeah, I, about the same. I mean, you, you know. see why they did it, but it takes mm-hmm. a little getting used to it at first, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, the issue I've been having this week is my Facebook app keeps kicking me out in my Messenger app. So, like two or three times within the day, my app has kicked me out and made me re-enter my password. And I don't think this is a safety thing, so I'm trying to figure out what's happening. That's the reason I updated it. I said, okay, okay if I update the phone, maybe I'll stop having this issue. But I wonder what that what that problem is. So it's not like force closing? It doesn't say it was a problem with the app and it had to close or anything like that? Nope. It just uh, makes me re-enter my password. Hmm. Have you tried removing the app and reinstalling it? I have not. I could do that. Do that. Yeah. Because that's annoying to be right in the middle of a message and then you have to kick it out. And remembering your password, that's even worse. That is difficult these days. Uh, Aren't all passwords just password one? They should not be. (laughs) Uh, So what's been going on in you guys' tech lives? Well, for us, we've been seeing a lot of email scams coming through lately. Hmm. Been seeing a lot of that. Um, And is that because it's the holidays? I think so. I think people take take advantage of that, that festive attitude. Uh, people, you know, tend to be a little bit more giving, polite, trusting. Maybe around the holidays, unless you're talking about the drivers. Um, that isn't quite. That <laughs> isn't quite necessarily related over there. Oh my gosh! But um, so I've been seeing a lot of that. A lot of the spam efforts coming through. A lot of um, you know, uh, in fact, people seeing you know 
attempts at credit card theft and some of that. Unfortunately, you know, the thieves come out in the holidays. So that's really been our, our fight here recently. Indeed. What's an example? Well, uh, interestingly enough, uh, they're not just going after senior citizens anymore. I got oh. one sent to my shop. Someone wanted to uh, get some laptops fixed, and they said something about, oh, we'll – We'll send you the laptops, and then once they're done, we'll send you payment and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going through the email going, this sounds awful familiar. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I'm getting this email from a Nigerian prince. Mm -hmm. And so I took the email, uh, just copied and pasted a little bit of the the dialogue and uh, pasted it into Google. And sure enough, it was a scam. So I told him if he'd send me a million-dollar check, (laughs) uh, you know, just to make sure everything was legit – after after the transaction was complete, we would refund 50% of that. Gave him a 50% discount for being an emailing customer. <laughs> well, what is the, the easiest way to identify these things for people who uh, may be a little oblivious? I think Google. Google think is one Google, of the first things that comes to mind. Um, you and, know, it's just like with a lot of things, there's not really any unique things going on out there. I mean, you know, th- if you threw in a couple of lines off of it and threw it off into Google, you're going to probably see some people coming back that have received the exact same message. Definitely copy okay. and paste a few different little sentences from it, maybe even a, a paragraph or so, and see if other people have seen it because they will they will post that. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a little piece of tech news. Uh, earlier, a friend of mine posted on Facebook that he would never go into Kroger again because he had used the click list thing. So the Kroger have this this clickless thing where you there's an online grocery ordering service. So it allows customers to order and purchase from a selection of 40,000 groceries online and then pick them up at Kroger. And some of the store employees might even uh, bring the, the food out to you. So it's a, it's an extra five dollar fee. Uh, but I thought, man, this is interesting. Now, for me, I love being in the grocery store like that's my time to relax and just get my mind off stuff. Yeah, but, recently you had a scavenger hunt in there even, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is this is different. Uh, click list. So you can just order your groceries offline. Is that something that you guys would do? Well, you know, Sam's is starting to do it. Walmart's, Walmart's starting doing to do it. Yep. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. I've, I've I've seen it out there. I've not actually tried it yet. I've seen some of my friends mention, oh, yeah, we're doing this. This is absolutely great. But then, you know, what happens to that nice little impulse? Dang, I really needed uh, to pick up that box of Cocoa Puffs that for whatever dollar reason. dollar keychain right there at yeah, the I mean, checkout gonna, counter. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the psychological <laughs> out of it. I mean, I guess it would be a good – I don't know if it could be a good or a bad thing to do when you're hungry. I mean, is it going to be I the same effect? I would say it's good. Probably good. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to plan better at least. Uh, also, yeah. I would say uh, given my busy lifestyle, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, honey, I ordered the groceries. Just go pull up to the curb and pick them up. I, I do just get lost in time in the grocery store. Oh, I, yeah. I can go in there for five items and leave with fifteen by design. So, yeah, so yeah. so that's if, why I, the milk if I'm is just all clicking the, way at the back because mm-hmm. that's what everybody goes for. So they get you got to go through the whole store <laughs> yeah. to get to it. Like my wife's been doing, she does some of that. We um we do a lot. My kids are out at Northwest Rankin in the band, and we run the concession stands. Um, the band parents do, and my wife and our neighbor typically help to actually stock that. And so they would do a lot of that. They'd go online for the supplies they needed at Sam's, and they'd click through and select it and pay for it. And then they would just show up at the at Sam's Club. They'd walk right on in, and their cart is sitting there waiting on them. They just bring it right on out. So Someone I guess I guess in a way she's I'd done say that's that. Pretty yeah. awesome, especially for um, disabled people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they love that. That's, yeah. that's got to be wonderful for them. So um, I'm pleased to see that more stores are offering that. I think that's great. Yep, senior citizens as well. Uh, we do have a call on the line. Jackie wants to uh, comment on some iPhone issues. Good morning, Jackie. What do you have for us? Hey, this is Kathy. Oh, Kathy. Sorry. 
that's okay. Um, I heard, Sheree, you said the same thing that's happened to my phone twice is that, like, uh, I'm not in Facebook anymore, but Facebook Messenger, and mm-hmm. it kicked me off completely. It's done that several times this week. But also my phone would, like, as if it was turned off and came back on, and it would be going through all of the apps like downloading and somebody told me several times that maybe I dropped it but when I didn't drop it hmm. is that something like wrong with my phone or is that uh why would it cut off and go through all the apps and it's saying like 158 apps but I don't have a whole bunch of extra apps that I've added on there so is hmm. that normal is the, you said this is an iPhone no, not an iPhone. I need to get one. Oh, this oh, is an Android. Okay. Android, yeah. Okay, so when, when you're opening your phone back, when it comes back up, it's saying that it's initializing the apps? Yes, and it's going through 158 apps. Takes a while to boot like, up your phone, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like standard amount that's on a regular phone? This is an AT&T Android, regular you know, phone. A lot of those apps that you see are actually uh, parts of the... Uh, the phone itself that it needs to work. So it doesn't mean you have 150 apps downloaded. It's just got that many services that it needs to set up for that. Now, your phone is doing this every time you reboot it? It's done that several times over the past few weeks, but especially this week, it's done it uh, done it a few times. Okay. I think what you need to do is um, back up any data that you have on the phone, back up your contacts and all that, and you need to do a software reset. To take Will the phone. I I'm sorry. I lose stuff when I do that. Yes, ma'am. It's going to wipe the phone clean, but it, it, there's something wrong with the latest update that you downloaded. It sounds like it got corrupted, or it just didn't quite take to the phone properly, and you need to reload that. Okay, so I need to back everything up on like a, my SIM card. Uh, your your SD card, yes, ma'am. Or you could hook it up to your computer and back up your stuff. Okay. And also be sure to get your contacts as well. If they're not backed up to your Google account, then you will have to get those manually as well. Okay, yeah, I do have it where it backs up to my Google account. Okay, great. Then your contacts are safe. But any photos or anything like that, get those off the phone and do a software reset. It's going to take it back to factory conditions. I, I just believe something happened to the update on your phone. It should not be doing that every time you turn it on. Okay, and then what about when I back, like, with my computer? Will that take the... Uh, a lot of text messages I hold on that has pictures and stuff to it. Will that back the text messages up as well, or will I lose those? Unfortunately, you will lose the text messages. There are apps that can do it, but I will tell you from past experience that um, actually backing up your SMS can take a very long time. Okay. Okay. Now, you could go into your uh, your individual messages and save those pictures, but that, unfortunately, that's about the best solution I can offer you for your pictures that are in your text messages. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you. I think I need to go ahead and take that plunge and get a, a real phone like Sharita has. But <laughs> That's yeah. right. Well, yeah. I'm an Android yeah. man myself, and I think you've got a perfectly fine device. I think it's just well, got a bad well, image she's on calling there. in. Well, that's that's true. That's true. Our but once, you re- works. once you reset it, if it does not return to its functional condition, I would take it to my carrier and tell them, look, I got a bad phone here, and if it's less than a year old, it should be under warranty. Well, see, I'll tell you something about that. AT&T, okay, because I have at home, I have the whole bundle with AT&T. Mm-hmm. So, 
been calling me trying to get me to get a cell phone, you know, like a wireless, like a real phone phone. Right. But, like, I've been getting the Go phone and, um, you know, paying a hundred and something or whatever form. But, like, this one that I have, and I'm going to be honest, I have to use either the Bluetooth or the um, headphone for the talk because I had it no more than, uh, it's not even a year old, but after about three months when I used the auxiliary cord in the car, mm-hmm. stopped it from where I can talk. So I have to use either the, you know, the head plugs or the Bluetooth to talk on it. Okay. So when I went back to AT&T, you know, and I said it's less than a year, and they said that it wouldn't cover it. And hmm. so when I went back and was looking at, okay, maybe I'll go ahead and get another Android phone if I don't want to jump into paying a lot. But the guys in the AT&T store, I said, can you be honest with me? When I buy one of these Go phones, is the manufacturer going to cover it? And the guys both looked at me, and they were like, well, not really. Hmm. Well, uh, as far as I know, every manufacturer has to offer some kind of a warranty on a consumer product like that. So I would contact the manufacturer of the phone directly and and forego the AT&T guys. They're there to sell phones. That's true. That's true. All right, Kathy. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right. Good luck. Good luck to you. We appreciate your call. Um, And Jeremy, I did see something Mm -hmm. about like an SMS backup that you could use in connection with your Gmail for uh, for text messages. And you saying that that would take a long time. It can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you have like years of messages on there, be prepared for four to eight hours of backup. Years of messages. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. (laughs) What? People save that much? I usually do. I don't delete messages from my phone. I do. Uh, I'm about to pray for you, brother. <laughs> uh, I don't delete messages from my inbox, and that's way more messy. I don't mind the text yeah. so much, but my inbox, I got to get that under control. My emails are horrible. Like Yahoo, yeah. I have like five, six thousand right. messages. I mean, you know, it's kind of like hoarding. You want once it is. you get to a certain point, you're like, ah, you know, I can't do anything with this. Uh, we're digital we're gonna, hoarders. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, uh, we'll continue the conversation. We're going to talk specifically about shopping for tech gifts. Uh, maybe you're considering getting someone in your family a particular tech gift for the holidays. Uh, you're wondering what to get, what addition to get. You can give us a call if you have any questions or comments about that. 877-MPB-RING is the number. Uh, earlier, we talked about grocery shopping online. Is that something you're interested in, or do you prefer the experience of shopping inside the grocery store? 877 877- 672-7464 is the number if you want to join the conversation. You can also send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. 
I'm Sharita Brent, joined in studio today by Jeremy Thompson and Wilts Couture. And we're going to be talking about shopping for tech gifts during this holiday season. Uh, what are some things to look for or consider when you are buying someone uh, a tech gift? If you have any questions or comments about that, how to shop for tech gifts or how to set them up once you get them, call us at 877-MPB-RING. Also, we talked about uh, online grocery shopping, which is a new thing. If that's something you're interested in, or would you be a fan of online grocery shopping, or do you prefer the inside grocery shopping experience, call us at 877-672-7464, or you can email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We do have some lines open if you want to join the conversation, but we go to Roger, who's in Florence, with a question. Good morning, Roger. What do you have for us? Hey, I've just got a comment. I hate to get you off your subject, but uh, on this cell phone, which I've had for a long time, and I've never subscribed to or agreed to any apps, okay? But I'm getting pop-up ads on my cell phone. I'll turn it on, having had it off for a while. Then there's a pop-up ad there, I guess, from the Internet. I don't know. Well, Roger, what kind of phone do you have? This one is a... Uh, <clears throat> well... I've forgotten the model. Would it be a Samsung or is it an iPhone? Android? IPhone. It's an iPhone? iPhone 5. Okay. iPhone 5. And you're getting pop-ups when you're browsing on Safari? No, no, no. I, I almost never browse on Safari. I've done that. Uh-huh. But Safari will be... I know now how to retire the apps that are on. So I don't have anything on. Pick up the phone. Make a call. I would not even make a call. Just pick up the phone, turn it on, and there's a pop-up ad. What, what does the ad say? I mean, it's nothing relevant to your phone, right? It's a, it's an advertisement? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that, well, I don't have it in front of me right now, and it's not the same one each time. Interesting. It, that's... Yeah, that's uh, I'm, I, for an iPhone especially. That's pretty strange. Yeah, Jeremy and I are both kind of looking at each other with a puzzled look. I've uh, I, I think they figured out how to uh, how to do that. Somebody, you know, has figured out how to <laughs> send you pop up ads on your cell phone somehow. I don't know how. Okay, I've I've got an idea here. This is just kind of a shot in the dark. Um, what you should do when you get back to your cell phone is double tap your home button twice. And that will open up all the apps, or that will show you all the apps that you currently have open. What I want you to do is just go through all those apps and give them a good swipe up to close them out. Yes. And let us know if that affects this situation at all. It's kind of going to be yeah, one of those I things we got to follow up on here. Do that regularly. Uh-huh. But come anyway. Uh, they, just, they just come. Because I wonder if it's just notifications from something. Well, he says it's a different ad every time. Yeah. Uh, Roger? Oh, yep. He fell out the line. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I guess just uh, give your final thoughts. Uh, that's really strange. I've never yeah. encountered that before. Me and Wills are both just kind of befuddled on that one. I would just like more details about what the pop-ups are. If he can email us some information um, about the what the air, what the messages say or um, yeah, any I'd other thing about his phone, one. I'd like to help him out. But, yeah, if you'll just give him the email, we'll you know okay. follow up with him. All right, Roger. Well, uh, you can email more details at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Uh, we have an email. James 
uh, wants to know, I would like to know what kind of tablets or laptops are elderly friendly. My wife's mother is 84. She gets around real good and, and is very smart, but has never used a computer before. She wants to get online and use Facebook and just surf the Internet a little bit. Well, iPad. Yeah, iPad. I go with an iPad just because it's it's just pretty straightforward. And if they need some assistance on how to use it, a lot of people have iDevices and they all kind of work the same. So My granny has a Kindle and she loves it. The Kindle is more for reading. Um, and I know a lot of the older clientele, they want to play like solitaire and different games and stuff like that. And you can do that on a Kindle. So that's that's a more affordable option. But I say an iPad because I see a lot of my older clientele with iPads and they, they seem to be able to use them fairly well. Okay. So it was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Um, and really, there's been a really nice effort in all of that. A lot of the devices, any of those tablet-type devices, have really gotten simplistic. I think that Apple goes out of its way to to just be that user-friendly. It doesn't matter if you're 8 or 80. Um, I have also been impressed. I have a little um, Kindle Fire, mm-hmm. which is actually uh, just recently got my dad. My dad picked up one of those. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think I would definitely say um, you know iPad as long as it fits within the budget. It, yeah, the budget's always the thing to be considered, and I'd say the Kindle Fire would definitely be the more budget friendly. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go to the phones now. Steve is in Vicksburg with a comment. Good morning, Steve. What do you have for us? Good morning. Hey. Um, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I am hosting a robotics competition in Vicksburg on December 10th at Warren Central High School. And it is first Lego League. First is for for inspiration and recognition of science and technology. Uh, it's for fourth through eighth graders. And they will be, this year's challenge is human-animal interaction. So they had to do a kind of like a science fair project to come up with a problem and a solution. And I just wanted to invite folks to come out. Um, the judging and pits will be open from 8 to lunchtime. And then the robot competition is from 1 to around 3.30. All right. Uh, Steve, we appreciate that. So it's December 10th, and where is it again? Warren Central High School. Uh, if anybody's interested, they can look online at firstinspires.org. And all the competitions in the state are listed there. All right. Well, thank you for that call, Steve. We appreciate yeah, that. And uh, good cool. luck to you. Super Hope awesome. your event is a success. Thank you. Uh, okay. Email from Aaron. Good morning, y'all. Love, love your show. You've taken me from the technology dirt road to a paved one. And that is a heck of a compliment. Uh, not quite yet ready for the tech highway. Looking to get my 13-year-old a starter computer for Christmas. Any suggestions? First off, I want to say I love the analogies that were used in that. <laughs> that, that, was, that was beautiful. It beautifully was. written. Okay. That, that was like haiku material. It was. I'm liking that. It was. Beautiful. Well, so you have any <laughs> starter computer for a thirteen-year-old? Well, you've got the kids, so you've got the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, don't spend a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. First thing Acer. that comes to mind when I start thinking about thirteen-year-old, and you know, love my kids. Luckily, they do a pretty good job of taking care of some stuff. But uh, it's going to take some bumps and some bruises and some sitting on stuff, and so I wouldn't really go overboard for um 
for the expense. You know, one thing that might be worthwhile to look something we were talking about just before the show here, Jeremy, maybe something like a Chromebook. Yeah. Maybe a good uh, a good entry point to see because if it's a first computer, you know, trying to get an idea of what what he or she is going to really enjoy and and want to do with it. So maybe a, a less expensive Chromebook option may be a good one. A Chromebook would be a good option, and I would also say um, Acer tends to have a cheaper laptop that will run steady for probably two to three years i'd say hmm. i'm I'm really not a huge fan of their builds but if you're looking for something budget friendly that a a kid can kind of beat up as his first laptop i'd say if he wants the windows experience an acer would be a pretty good one and right. i would say nothing beyond 250 to 300 bucks i mean yeah you should be able to pick up some really yeah you should be able to pick up some pretty good deals in about mm-hmm. that price range i think and, and i would say um you know just look for your minimum four gigabytes of ram uh with at least like an i3 processor um you know just to give him something decent that should, you think you find it in that price range yeah yeah, yeah i think an i3, I3 should fall yeah. into there yeah all right. Um, so before we get back to the phones, uh, we're, we're talking about buying tech for the holidays. Um, so when it comes to things like a like a smart TV, for instance, uh, does everything come in the box when you get a smart TV, or do you have to go out and get an additional cable to make it work? Usually, kind of depends seen, on the manufacturer. Yeah, a lot of them that I've seen, you got to at least get your own HDMI cable or your own wireless antenna if it's not in the TV. Yeah, because uh, the big thing usually with the they HDMI. build them into the TVs now. But yeah, definitely HDMI cable you'll definitely need. Because some people you need a shorter one. Depends on how far away your cable box mm-hmm. or, or other you know, <clears throat> excuse me, source of input is for it. And those can range anywhere from ten bucks all the way up to you can pay over a hundred dollars for those cables. I will kind of, in my opinion. The buying for the big name brand HDMI Monster, cables. Monster, anything like that. It's not worth You're the You're just money. paying for a name. Yeah. Gold-plated yeah, cables one. don't mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the double negative. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, especially for parents, I guess it's important to read the box when it comes to buying toys and things because there's nothing worse than getting a child something for Christmas and then figuring out you need AA batteries or something. Right. So please read the box so your child won't go from instant happiness to instant sadness. That's just something to think about. Yeah, normally on the outside of all of these, very very similar, like you said, Sharita, like with the uh, with the toys, it's going to tell you what's included and a lot of them will tell you what you need. Right. And these days, most of your toys are rechargeable. So yeah. it should come with an adapter and everything. If it doesn't say that it needs batteries, then it, it should have an adapter or something inside of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we have Mary in Bay St. Louis to get to and Don in Oxford. We do have some lines open if you want to join the conversation. We're talking about uh, buying tech for the holidays. Maybe you're thinking about getting a new tech device. I am thinking about getting a new laptop. We can talk about that. Uh, but if you're wondering what to get someone who is a tech lover uh, during the holidays, call us at 877-MPB-RING. If you have any general tech questions, you can call us with those as well. There aren't any off-topic questions today. 877 877- 7-6-7-2-7-4-6-4 is the number. That's 877-MPB-RING or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Jeremy Thompson and Wilts Couture. This morning we're talking about uh, shopping for tech gifts during the holidays. Maybe someone in your family is a tech person. You're wondering what to get them. And we're also talking about what to do once you get the advi- uh, the device. What do you need to set it up? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any comments or questions. We're going to jump right back to the phones. Um, Mary is in Bay St. Louis with a question. Good morning, Mary. Thanks for calling today. What do you have? Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. I have a handicapped friend who is very tech savvy, but is unable to use both hands. She's paralyzed on one side. She, her notebook crashed recently. She wants to buy a tablet of some sort. Um, I want to know what you might suggest for someone who's, who is unable to use both, both hands to type. She did have one of those finger ID deals on the Toshiba laptop, but it, it failed on her ultimately, and I had to take it to the geeks and have it cracked open so she could use it, but it's actually died. Anyway, she had heard about a Microsoft service, I guess because they're, they're plugging that product right now, um, but also, I'm an Apple head, I like iPads. What, um, what devices do you recommend for someone who's got a a, a mobility and a and a and can only use one one hand to work with. And what kind of um, gadgets or protections could be purchased to prevent damage? I won't say if, but when the device hits the floor. Well, you know, it's um, interesting, Mary. You brought up the uh, the Microsoft Surface. I've actually we we use those a pretty good bit at the office, and I use a Surface Book myself. Um, a lot of your devices today, uh, thankfully, are becoming much more handicap aware. They have a lot of options in there that will allow uh, you know people with, with you know, be it sight or or motion type of problems. One thing that I've always really liked about some of the Windows computers, and I'm sure that Apple can do this as well. I'm just not as familiar with it, but is some of the uh, the, the keyboard options and mouse options, especially for those with limited mobility and and you know and their. Uh, hands and such. So there are definitely some some options out there. Um, the Surface, the Microsoft has some really easy to use, easy to set up. I mean, as a matter of fact, even speech recognition has become pretty strong for some of those devices to where they're actually, you know, you can actually talk to the computer and get them to do some things. Um, you want to definitely look at some hardened cases. Uh, OtterBox, of course, comes to mind. You know, we use them to protect our phones, but they make them for, like, say, for example, the Surface Pro, um, the you know your different iPads and and other items like that. So you definitely want to get that kind of uh, that that drop protection. Shoot, all of us, I think, pretty much need drop protection. Yeah. Jeremy, have you seen uh, much come? Th- We've worked with some specialized keyboards I have in the past um, that have helped folks out that have had um, different uh, disabilities. But 
What about on your end? Well, um, honestly, I'm not too prepared in this area, and I'm frantically searching Google. I had a client that had ALS, and at one point um, he wanted something for his computer, which if they were going for a tablet, um, it's a type of thing that I think it sits on the top and then it traces eye movements and stuff. But I'm trying to find the name of it, and I can't seem to find it. Well, uh, Mary, we'll get get you some more information uh, throughout the show as we can, but uh, hopefully that information was helpful to you. Thank you so much for your call. All right. We appreciate it. Bye. Okay, uh, Don is in Oxford with a question. Good morning, Don. What do you have for us? Hello. My wife has a new Samsung Galaxy. I think it's a J3 maybe. I'm not sure exactly, but it's only about two months old. Certain numbers, and it seems to be the same ones all the time. It can be a landline or another cell phone that that can just barely hear her. And uh, you hang up and call her back, her volume's fine. But uh, it seems to be a problem with the phones, uh, broadcast or whatever. Any suggestions about that? That's really strange. Um, so you say it's only certain numbers that this affects? Seems to be certain. That, of course, she doesn't call that many numbers anyway, but mm-hmm. it seems to be uh, her doctor's office for one, and um, it's of course it's a landline, and uh, sometimes when she calls my office landline, sometimes when she calls my cell phone, but it, when you when you when she when you when you answer, you can hear her speaking, but just it's, it's so low it's impossible to carry on a conversation. So you have to call her back. At that point, her her volume's fine. Okay, so does it only work if you call her back, or does she have to call you back? <clears throat> uh, usually, I just call her back. Okay, it just seems to be easier. But uh, uh, sometimes when she calls, it works fine. You know? so- so eventually, after a little back and forth, you'll eventually get on a good connection. Well, the next, the next is, I mean, immediately if I call her back, it's fine, you know. Well, I know. I mean, even on my phone, I occasionally have a, a line that just doesn't go through, and I can, you know, reinitiate the call, and it seems to get a better uh, connection. Uh, me and Wilts are kind of uh, unanimous on this one. Uh, we think it's probably something to do with the provider, maybe even something specifically in those areas where those numbers are the the towers that those numbers are going to. Uh, there could be something on their end that is just there certain connections that they're having issues with or, or something to that effect. Yeah, I would. Uh, my my mind tends to. I, I don't know if I would suspect your phone nearly as much as I would the towers that you're hitting. Um, you know, very similar to a problem we had a couple of weeks ago here at the station when one of the transmitters wasn't quite working quite right. It, it did affect the uh, the quality for some listeners out there listening. I see that on my phone sometimes. My phone always works fine. You know, of course it's. My phone's older, but uh, hers is brand new nearly. Well, I, it just doesn't sound like it's the <laughs> phone itself since she can call other people from other numbers and it seems to work just fine. Yeah. But if you do think that there could be something wrong with the phone, you can bring up the voice recorder app on the phone and just record a memo, you know, test one, two, three, and then play it back over the earpiece and the speaker and see how it sounds. And if there's any crackling or any interference or anything like that, then I would say then you could blame the phone. Okay. All right, All Don. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for your call. We appreciate it. A quick email. Someone else uh, sent an email and said they, too, have issues with pop-ups. But uh, she says she has an Android. It's a Samsung Note 3. She said the ads that frequently pop up on my phone are for Uber and Zoosk. Uh, They seem to pop up for no reason at all. Uh, Apparently, she doesn't uh, use those apps. So um, is there a way to just block pop-up ads, uh, like in your settings? Not exactly. 
because uh, those pop-ups could be coming from a an app that she has downloaded on her phone that could be malicious. Um, so I would say do a little house cleaning on your phone. Check your apps. Um, if you think that something is suspicious, I would read some reviews on it and see if anybody else has said, you know, this thing is blasting me with ads. I'm, I'm deleting it. I, I don't download a lot of apps myself, and the uh, Android App Store is a free-for-all. Anybody can submit an app to the App Store, and only after it causes a problem does it get removed. They just don't have the resources to go through millions of apps to find those problems. So I would blame your apps on your Android phone. Tragic. I don't have those issues with my iPhone. Uh, Randy is on the road. <laughs> Randy is on the road with a question. Good morning, Randy. What do you have for us today? Hi. 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 I'm shopping for a laptop for my wife for Christmas. I'm, I'm kind of wanting to get away from the office, the PC in our office. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to know, does a, a laptop compared to a tablet, What, what what's the best choice? The, the young folks are all telling me they just use laptops and tablets. They never use a, a anymore well honestly i'm more partial to my desktop because if i have a problem with it it's very easy for me to fix it whereas if you have a tablet um it almost has uh, it has very little ability to be fixed um those manufacturers the parts the screens and everything there's only uh, oh so many of those made and you have to get one that's an exact match for the tablet that you purchase. So I highly suggest a brand name like Samsung, Apple, something like that, uh, so you can find replacement parts for us. If you if you go for like an RCA or something like that, like a next book from Walmart, you're going to have a really difficult time if anything goes wrong with that tablet. Laptops what? are kind of an in-between. I'm sorry, go ahead. What is a Surface Pro? Surface Pro is kind of like a laptop-tablet hybrid. A lot of people like those. Uh, what, what kind of processor do they have and stuff? I mean, are they adequate? Are they plenty powerful enough to? Oh, they have your they have your i three, i five, i seven, the same as any other any other laptop that you would actually purchase out there. I mean, uh, specs wise, they pretty much you know can compete with the uh, the best of them out there. I mean, you can put them right up against a MacBook Pro. Even you get one of the i sevens with a a large SSD drive in them. They're they're pretty quick. And you get well, the convenience of, of portability as well. Exactly. Yeah, kind of what we're looking at. Um, most folks just say, well, you know, you're just confined to your office with your desk. I wish you, there, it has its place, of course. Your monitor's bigger. Everything's nice. But if you want to go sit on the couch or sit outside, uh, everything has its use and its place, I guess. Um, one other quick question. Uh, the tiles, you know, I think we'd have like Windows 10 or something. Can we can we set it back to the start menu, the old Windows 7 type setup? Windows 10 gets very close to that. Um, Windows 8, before 8.1, was one of the last ones. They really forced that tile, and that was that was really Microsoft's kind of downfall with that operating system, I think. they. Um, That's actually what we yeah. got, Windows 8. But I think my tech guy hybrided a few things in and, and kind of mixed so eight and ten on my computer. So I'd really like to get back to that seven. Actually, we still use it at work. I think we use a seven professionals or whatever with the start, the old old type, type start menu. Yeah, ten is very close to that. I think that uh, I think to make sure that you're moving forward to something that's going to actually still be secure and not give you problems in the future, I would probably look a little bit toward ten. The start button comes back. You'll have a lot more familiarity in there. Right, because we just lose stuff on the bottom taskbar and all that kind of stuff all the time. Don't know how to go back and fish it out. I mean, I have an IT department at work, which is nice. I mean, when you've got somebody that fixes everything for you, you kind of get spoiled. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is an app that you can download uh, for Windows 8 or 8.1. It's called Classic Shell. 
It's a totally free program, and it will restore the uh, the start menu. It won't have the same icon that it did, but everything else will operate the way it did, and you can set it to Windows 7 mode. Wow. So you yep. download that app called Classic Shell. You got yep. it. And it makes it look like Windows 7. Yep. Wow. Well, I go for that, man. That's good information. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, Randy, we appreciate your call. Uh, thank you very much. We go next to, looks like, uh, Tim in Poplarville. Good morning, Tim. What do you have for us today? Yes, about this time last year, I bought a Acer Aspire R14 laptop. And uh, when you, like on Facebook, uh, if you click on, like, a reply or a comment or type something and hit enter, the page will jump, the screen will jump. And when you're scrolling, Sometimes it'll jump to different websites and all of that. Uh, you got any idea about that? Well, at first I was going to say it sounded like something was wrong with your video drivers, but if you're jumping between websites, it almost sounds like a virus or malware. Yeah, I sent this thing in three times, and uh, the repair center over in Texas, you can't hardly understand them, and the last time I sent it in, they replaced the hard drive and everything, and and I just had to send it back yesterday, and uh, they just act like they don't care. And I told them I'm fixing to put the word out. I mean, you can cut me off if you want to. I would not buy no waster. They don't care. They won't work with you or nothing. Hmm. I spent $700 on this thing. Well, really sorry that you've had a, a bad experience, Tim. You know, it is a risk sometimes when you buy certain devices, you don't know how they're going to react until you uh, use them. It's kind of like a trial and error thing. That's uh, why I said it was good for a teenager. It's mm-hmm. a little bit cheaper, you know, kind of lower grade. Yeah, yeah, that is that is disappointing that the tech support's not taken care of, though, because that's really, that's, uh, that's what their job is. I mean, that's, you know, Jeremy and I are both in tech support. We have, uh, you know, you got to have pretty high standards to be able to make sure you're taking care of customers. All right, uh, Tim, good luck to you in the future. Thank you so much for your call. We do appreciate it. Um, let's see. Speaking of laptops, I, I do need a new one, and I put a question out there on Facebook. Would you guys choose the Microsoft Surface Book or the MacBook, MacBook Pro? And it was an overwhelming response for the MacBook Pro. I mean, overwhelming from the point of durability, functionality. Folks said, hey, I've had mine seven or eight years, mm-hmm. and it still acts like new. Uh, so, I mean, I'm kind of going that way. What On do you the think? fence, leaning toward the uh, the Apple side. Okay, here's the thing about buying a new MacBook. They no longer allow you to remove the RAM from it, so once you get it, like, you can't upgrade it. The processor is soldered to the motherboard, so if you have any problem, and I do mean any problem whatsoever, if that motherboard goes out, that's a very, very expensive fix. If you lose your data... Um, they have very proprietary solid-state drives that they put in these things, and it's hard to get your stuff off of them because they change them every year. So while MacBooks are very great, solid machines, and one of the reasons is because Apple creates the hardware, Apple creates the software. With a Windows machine, you get Dell's hardware, Microsoft's operating system. So there's a little, there's less control over that. So a lot of people, I think they go for the brand name, but when we come to practicality, MacBooks are very expensive. They're expensive to fix. They're very nice, but there are also lots of good Windows offerings that will get you a good machine. See, the thing is, is that Apple doesn't 
They don't manufacture garbage. I was going to use a different word, but I've been told not to. <laughs> Thank you. Apple doesn't manufacture <laughs> garbage. They manufacture what they have is either an i5 or an i7 or an M5 or an M7 processor, which are just higher scale, higher end processors. Your fives are your mid ends and your sevens are your higher ends. So when it comes to Apple hardware, they don't have anything that's dinky. It's mm-hmm. all good hardware. So if you go buy a Windows computer and a Surface Book, uh, that's going to come with either an M5 or an M7 or an i5 or an i7. It's still going to be a good machine either way you go. Okay. Yeah, the way I've kind of always, uh, of course, this time of year we get these questions a lot. I hear this from a lot of friends, especially parents of uh, some of my friends, my kids' friends. The way I kind of have always described it, um, you know, you got a Volvo car, and a Volvo car is absolutely great. They're wonderful, and they really look nice, and they run extremely well until they don't. And once they don't, and that's that's kind of um, that's kind of my joking way, my little analogy with Apple. I think that Apple makes a really good product um, until it doesn't, and once it doesn't, you are so limited. I mean, you're you're very limited as to what your options are to get that back. I've heard of quite a few of them that have lasted five, six, seven. We've had callers in on this show that have had eight and nine year old um, MacBooks, which I think you know is a testament to they are manufacturing. Very good items, but I think if you if you look at really your big three when it comes to the Windows world, your HP, your Dell, and Lenovo, I think they're manufacturing really good items too. And what people kind of mix them up with is that you have cons- you know for for your Windows lines, you have consumer products, and then you have business products, hmm. and there, there's a price difference. Definitely price difference. Yeah, and there's there's a quality there's a quality difference. You're paying a little bit more for that business class. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those um it, it's it's kind of like the Ford and Chevy conversation. You have some people who are going to be diehard Ford no matter what, and you have people who are going to be diehard Chevy, and really when it comes to Mac and Windows it's going to always be that same kind of uh fuss. And truthfully, no offense to your Facebook friends, but a lot of them <laughs> don't know why they like their MacBook. They just know they like I want, it. I want to tag you in the post. I okay. mean, there were some really compelling arguments. Okay. Yeah. I, would, I would love and to And I have a Lenovo it. now, and I, like I'm living in fear every day. I've had mm-hmm. it for about three years, and now it's just moving so slowly. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm afraid. It'll just cut off, you know. I'm saving my documents every two seconds. I'm emailing things to myself that I really need. All of my jokes, I've just emailed them to myself just in case just I can't case. recover yeah. stuff. Back them up to the cloud. <laughs> Sounds like she might need to bring that thing in here for us to uh-huh. maybe look at maybe it. So. Or, you know? so. couple um, calls to get to. Uh, Jimmy is in Picayune with a comment. Good morning, Jimmy. What do you have for us? Hey, Jimmy, you're on the air. Ah, good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, I may have an answer for the uh, smartphone that has the pop-up ads. Whenever they purchased the phone from their carrier, there were two price options, one with uh, ads and one without ads. Have you ever heard of that before? I know Amazon does that, so that is a that is a possibility. Although um, they were saying that they were pop-up ads, and the way that those ads show on the phone is actually on the lock screens. Ah, Okay. Well, that's that's just an idea. So, well, it was a, it was a good suggestion, absolutely. You know, that's a thought. Um, yeah, because I've seen that on the on that fire for the for subsidized example. phones. Yeah, yeah, I, I I totally forgotten about that. Thank you for that, Jimmy. Okay, okay, no problem. All right, Jimmy, thank enjoy, you for your call. Enjoy your show. Oh, thanks, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see. We're going to James, who's in Meridian, with a comment uh, with Mac uh, versus Pro. Good morning, James. What do you have for us? 
Uh, good morning. Uh, yes, I, I had a comment about uh, caller called in, kind of asking about the Surface Pro and the MacBook. Uh, well, I found out that um, the MacBook is a much better machine. Uh, the newer Macs that are which are MacBook Air, those are the ones that come with the solid state drive and the processor and all that built in. But if you get a, a Mac, just a regular MacBook Pro, uh, which I have one with a SSD, which is a solid state drive with uh, 500 gigs, and I have um, 16 gigs of RAM in it, and it's a super fast machine. With so 16 gigs choice. of RAM, it ought to be. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, the I have to correct you, though. The MacBook and the MacBook Pros now, they all have solid state. They all have soldered on RAM and processors. Any of the new ones. Okay. Yeah, okay. But um, but I, I know that you can get the, the older ones that, you know, you can't upgrade and put the memory in. But just in comparison to the, so I have a MacBook Pro and a Surface. Mm-hmm. Um, the Surface is a good machine if you're just doing uh, one of the stuff, but it, it just don't compare. I mean, it's just my opinion. Uh, it just don't compare to a, a MacBook uh, Pro or any, any Mac. Uh, it's a good machine, but it's not the iPad. It's not. You know, just don't have the depth that uh, they have. It's basically a computer, uh, just in a smaller form. So I just want to, you know, just kind of come in on that. And I, I thank you all. I really enjoy your show. And I thank you all so much for uh, what you all are, are saying and doing. Thank you, James. We appreciate it. And I think it really, and uh, James really brings up a good point, too, in that when some people may not realize there is now a split when it comes to the Microsoft Surfaces. You had the Surface Pro, which would definitely not, um, I, I totally agree, would not compete with a MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's one of the things that kind of throws you off. That word Pro may throw you off a little bit. Surface is using Pro, and that's actually more of a tablet device, whereas you actually also have the Surface Book, which would be more of your competitive product to right. your MacBook um, your MacBook Pro. So, uh, you know, definitely uh, something, you know, because the Surface Book, for example, will actually add discrete graphics, and it, and it really kind of, ups the game some also does the same thing it ups the price up some too so all right so, so yeah. i had a couple more questions here as we uh, reach the end of the show insurance so you know you you get like a new phone and then they say well you can get this insurance for another hundred dollars or whatever is insurance worth it with certain devices i would say with your android devices yes because the screens in those especially the samsung's super expensive to fix we have people come in the shop all the time and they just shake their head when they find out how much it costs mm-hmm. because samsung uses very expensive screens in those phones Meanwhile, if you have an iPhone, it's usually uh, relatively affordable to uh, seek out a local tech or to get the uh, Apple Care plan. Um, but it, it, it just depends on how clumsy you are with your own devices. I mean, there are some people who definitely need to have insurance. And there's other people like me. You know, I keep my phone in my hand and I don't walk around with it in my hand. Um, so I would say it just depends on the person. But, yeah, for a lot of people, I would say it's a, it's a very practical purchase, and, and they'll, uh, it'll end in tears if they don't have it because that's a $700 device that you're getting there if you go and get you a new uh, iPhone 7. Uh, so keep that in mind. Yeah, and I had a, uh, a similar uh, conversation with a friend of, of ours um, around this exact same question. You know, they, uh, their son's getting ready to, you know, he, he's a senior this year, graduating and be going off to college. Of course, they're getting him a laptop for um, Christmas. Hopefully he's not listening. I won't mention his name. And, you know, I said, you know, insurance may be something you want to consider in that, you know, I, I may not would consider 
insurance maybe for myself personally on certain things because I know what my usage is going to generally be like. But when you start talking about, you know, kids going off to college, kids taking it to school, you're talking about this device going mobile, sitting in backpacks, getting thrown in underneath their desk and, you know, and things like that, or sitting on their bed and they sit down on top of it. I mean, you know, use really would dictate a lot of that. Um, you know, I mean, is that where where you would kind of think as well, Jeremy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, how often you use your phone, and, and if you've ever broken one in the past, always look at your history. Okay, sounds good. Well, Jeremy, we have about a minute left. Uh, do you have a wonderful haiku you for know us I today? I do. Okay, Christmas time is now. Get cool tech. Call if it breaks. Happy holidays. Yay. Good job, Jeremy. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jeremy and Wilts, for being on today. Jonas Adams was our board operator. Our call screener was Sam Wells. And if you did not get to call today, you can always send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Don't forget, if you have any kind of podcast app, you can listen to the Everyday Tech podcast. All you have to do is search Everyday Tech MPB, and you can listen to this to us that way as well. Stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy is coming up next right here on MPB Think Radio. Thank you.